Hi everyone, it's David Harris for Criminal Injustice, and this is an edition of Lawyers Behaving Badly, Judicial Branch. Usually, we end every episode in which there is an interview on criminal injustice with an edition of Lawyers Behaving Badly. It's lawyers, it's judges, all doing their best to show the legal profession at its worst. We hear about lies. We hear about all types of venality. We hear about people taking drugs, getting drunk, doing the most stupid things you can imagine. We even had one edition of Lawyers Behaving Badly, Judicial Branch, with several judges at an out-of-town conference in Indianapolis getting drunk, refused admission into a strip club, and then getting themselves shot outside a white castle. Yes, it goes deep and it gets weird. But on this edition of Lawyers Behaving Badly, Judicial Branch, we have something different. This is local. This case comes directly out of my own backyard. It is Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, home of Pittsburgh and at least a hundred other little communities, and our lawyer behaving badly slash judge is Mark Tranquilly of the Court of Common Pleas, Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Judge Tranquilly became a judge not too long ago, just several years, after years inside our county district attorney's office. He will tell you, and he told people in this story many times about his long experience in that office as a homicide prosecutor, how he became hardened to the human condition, how he wasn't going to take any crap from anyone and they had better play it straight with him. Well, some information surfaced quite recently about some things that Judge Tranquilly said, and he is now in hot water with the Pennsylvania Judicial Conduct Board, which has moved against him. Here we go. Story number one. This involves a case of child custody. Judge Tranquilly, it seems, was doing his initial duties as a judge in the family court. Uh, he did not consider himself uh, a family court judge. He was worthy of better things. Criminal court, that's where he really belonged. And listen to what he told two people in front of him. These were two parents in a divorce case, actually a child custody conciliation matter before his court. Both parents were black. And during this hearing, Judge Tranquilly said the following things, and I am reading directly and sometimes quoting from the complaint filed in the Court of Judicial Discipline for Pennsylvania by the state's Judicial Conduct Board. In this case, uh, Judge Tranquilly first told the couple in front of him, uh, talking to them about the custody of their child, first, that he did not care about their children. He said next that he only cared about his three own children, that he was actually a homicide prosecutor, and that he was merely passing time in the family division until he was eventually reassigned to the criminal division. He said that unlike 
The family court judges, who he called, quote, brain surgeons, he was more of a, quote, slice and dice guy, more of a, quote, butcher, yes. He said, quote, he would gladly split their baby in half like Solomon, and he would sleep like a baby tonight. Judge Tranquilly then proceeded to discuss with the parties, quote, how he expected them to behave while exercising custody of their child. And when he talked to them, he affected an accent and dialect, quote, described as ebonics. Judge Tranquilly said to the couple, and I'll quote here, and when I say communication, I don't mean and then that bitch done this, and then that bitch done that. Emphasis added. A direct quote, ladies and gentlemen. But that's not all. Also in this complaint by the Judicial Conduct Board is a recitation of facts from another case. Judge Tranquilly, at last having that worthy seat in criminal court, uh, is now addressing a criminal defendant. Uh, It is a female person he is talking to, uh, and he is talking to her during the sentencing of the defendant. And he says to the defendant, quote, are you familiar with the phrase, if you lie down with dogs, you wake up with fleas? Have you ever heard that before in your life? Defendant says, I have. And Judge Tranquilly says, So now you have laid down twice with dogs, but you have woken up with two lovely children. Probably two lovely children I'm betting you were probably not planning on. And for the cost of three shiny quarters in any bathroom in any rest stop in Pennsylvania, you probably could have gone in a different direction. Yes, he said that. He continued on in the sentencing hearing to describe himself, quote, I'm going to tell you what I tell every single person I put on probation. I don't have to take any notes because I know this speech because I give it to everybody. I have a notoriously low tolerance for misbehavior. I was a district attorney for 20 years, and for the last 13 years, all I did was dead body cases, dead body, dead body, dead body. For the last eight years, I ran the homicide unit. If I had a nickel for every picture of a dead person I looked at on my desk while I was eating a turkey sandwich, I could retire right now and be a rich man. As a result of these experiences, there is no milk of human kindness left in these veins. It is just too much death. So what that means for you is, the takeaway is this. If I ever see you again in my courtroom for a probation violation, the story ends with you in a red jumpsuit, handcuffs and shackles being led off to the state correctional institution at Muncie where they put the females. Close quote. Well, thank you very much for making your position clear to that defendant. I'm sure she appreciated it. But everyone wants to keep their home and family safe. Whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or a medical emergency, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. With Simply Safe, you don't just get cameras and sensors, you get the best professional monitors 
in the business. They've got your back day and night, ready to send police, fire, EMTs, whatever you need when you need them most, straight to your door. Now, when my family had the job of selling our family home after it was empty, we knew we needed a security system we could count on. My brother, the electrician, the guy who's the most tech-savvy of all of us, he recommended we go with Simply Safe, and boy, am I glad we did. It was easy, it was affordable, and it was good. It performed, and we were safe. Simply Safe protects every inch of your home. You can set it up yourself in just 30 minutes. It's really easy. Then Simply Safe's professionals take over, monitoring your home 24/7 and ready to send help the moment they get an alarm. Plus, with Simply Safe, there's no long-term contract. There are no hidden fees and no installation costs. Right now, my listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/injustice. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com/injustice for your free security camera today. That's Simply Safe, S I M P L I S A F E that's simplysafe.com/injustice But just for cappers for the grand finale the thing that got judge Tranquilly in trouble in the first place was another case uh, in this case also a criminal case so you can feel content for judge Tranquilly that he's in his rightful place in criminal court we go to the very end of the proceedings it's after all the testimony and the evidence is in the jurors have returned to court with their verdict judge Tranquilly asks for the verdict slip he gets it and he appears disgusted he throws the verdict slip back to his clerk and the jury's verdict is announced they acquit the defendant on charges of drug dealing but they convict him on a minor charge of possession of drugs judge tranquilly is definitely very upset about this he tells the defendant during the sentencing for the minor charge that he believes that the defendant is a drug dealer and not a drug user and that he believes that the defendant will be right back when he violates his probation After the sentencing judge Tranquilly then summons the two lawyers the prosecutor and the defense lawyer back to his chambers for a little private chat when the two attorneys appear judge Tranquilly expresses bewilderment to quote a word from the complaint about the person's picked for jury service he asks the prosecutor what he was possibly thinking by quote putting that knucklehead juror number 11 on the jury he asks the prosecutor why he put another juror on the jury and didn't strike her off when he found out that the juror's mother was at the public defender's office at some point in her career But this was the most startling part. He then talked about juror number 4 and I'll quote here a black female apparently in her 20s who wore her hair in a kerchief during the trial. 
Judge Tranquilly said to the district attorney about juror number four, quote, you weren't out of strikes when you decided to put Aunt Jemima on the jury. You weren't out of strikes, meaning he should have struck her off instead of allowing, quote, Aunt Jemima on the jury. He told the prosecutor that he knew that the prosecution, quote, was going to have a problem, meaning that the prosecution would not obtain a conviction because of juror number four. And then Judge Tranquilly says about juror number four that he, quote, knew darn well that when juror number four goes home to her baby daddy, he's probably slinging heroin too. Now, you get this, ladies and gentlemen? This judge not only likes to put his foot in his mouth, he tries to contort his whole body so that he can shove the foot, the the leg, everything in there. This judge is a racist. This judge expressed those views outwardly. You don't call a juror Aunt Jemima unless that's what you're thinking. You don't call a black juror somebody who has a, quote, baby daddy who is probably slinging heroin, too, unless that is what you are thinking. These, of course, are all racist tropes coming out of the mouth of a judge. Now, this deserves removal from the bench. That has not happened yet. It's still May. Right now, Judge Tranquilly is suspended without pay, and he's fighting this. It will be interesting to see what our judicial conduct authorities make of it and what actions they take in the end. Judge Tranquilly has attempted to excuse what he did by first apologizing and then saying he didn't call that juror Aunt Jemima. He said that she has an Aunt Jemima thing on the top of her head. If you remember, that's racist stereotypical uh, um, icon, if you like. Uh, she did have a do-rag on her head. Um, but that is not how it was reported. And so we'll be watching to see what happens. But I don't want to end this episode of Lawyers Behaving Badly yet. Because there's something that I do need to say that is positive about this situation. The only reason any of this came to light was because those two lawyers that Judge Tranquilly called into his chambers... One, a defense lawyer, the other, a prosecutor, reported him, right? Because when a judge calls lawyers into his chambers, when a case is over and he's just going to vent and complain and say whatever is in his mind, there's no court reporter there. There's nobody there to hear it or see it. Now, he was careless enough in these other cases with his Ebonics tirade that that stuff was all on the record, and it was found later. He was careless enough in what he said to that woman about birth control that it was all found on the record, but later. This only comes to light because those two lawyers reported him, and this is kind of new and in my opinion, refreshing. 
Those two lawyers were risking something. Let's be clear. They were coming out against a sitting judge, somebody who'd been anointed by years in the criminal justice system and then by the Democratic establishment here in Allegheny County, which got Judge Tranquilly his judge job. That's the only way it works here. They came out against him. It could, it still could, go very badly for them if Judge Tranquilly remains on the bench. What will the other judges think when these two lawyers are in their courtroom? And they may have come out of a prosecutor's position or something like that. These kinds of attitudes, I'm sorry to say, in my own county, are not that uncommon. It's just that this guy, Tranquilly, opened his mouth. And the two people in front of him decided, no, this can't stand. We're going to stand up. So those two lawyers, at the end of this episode of Lawyers Behaving Badly, those two lawyers, my hat is off to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for setting an example for every one of my law students this year and every year to come. This is what we need. More of you. Thank you. That's it. That's Lawyers Behaving Badly, Judicial Branch, Local Branch here in Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. You can hear all of our episodes, the interviews with the most interesting people in the criminal justice sphere, our news bonuses, and other stories of Lawyers Behaving Badly by going to our website. That's www.criminalinjusticepodcast.com. You'll find it all there. I'm David Harris. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash criminal injustice. We'd really appreciate it. I'll be back with you next time.